and education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brenna McCullough, your anime passing grade. Oh. Yeah. How pleasant. Yeah. C's get degrees, baby. God, I'm a communication major. Don't I know that? (laughs) (laughs) At a biology class, I think my last year, I think I got like an A on on the first test I ever took in that class, and then just gradually did worse on everything in that class hey well you know when i was at community college i had a teacher say and i might have said this on the podcast before because it really stuck with me Mm. he was like here's how i look at it c is average so if you're getting a c i don't know why people get so mad at you b is above average itself and a is like incredible so if you get it if you're getting c's like don't be so hard on yourself and i was like hell yeah dude yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. That rules. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to be the protagonist in their own anime. You can't be average. You gotta be. Yeah. I need to be the best. Uh, well, well, it's hard to be the best. You know, it's. Uh, hey, let's stop. Let's stop. For a minute. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, um, this show is nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> we know it. You yeah. know it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, where we can't play these games anymore. Time is now a luxury. Uh, so I want to play a, a fun, a fun in very fiendish air quotes uh, game oh. uh, with you. I spent some time digging through the past animes that we've watched. Right, right, uh, right. Because, you know, there's so many shows that we watch or plan on watching, but... Right. You know, we have to pivot because the world fucking sucks. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I was looking back through, and there's a lot of dystopias in anime. Uh, So I wanted to do a side-by-side comparison with our current dystopia, and I want to play a game called Dystopia or Dattopia. And we're going to see if our current dystopia is any worse, better, or about the same as a dystopia you would find in an anime. Uh, Do you want to play my game? game. The names get me every time. Yeah, I want to play that game. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Cool. Uh, First one, I feel like it's pretty easy, uh, uh, at least for you. We're going to start out with Girls Last Tour. Uh, It's a war-destroyed society. You're scavenging, but there's an upside you don't have to deal with other people. Well. <laughs> so so we're deciding if we would rather live there or continue living here? Correct, yes. Hmm. Is this that, dystopia hmm. an escapism fantasy at this point? <laughs> is uh, what we're getting at. <laughs> what fallout are we in? Is it three? <laughs> is it four? God, I hope it's not four. Yeah. Well, I, oh. I modded four a lot. Four was actually pretty fun for me. If I had a companion like the girls in Girls' Last Tour, um, I think I would like it more than if I was by myself. Because I yeah. I know, realistically, if I was in that world, I would not survive. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if I had a companion, hell yeah, I would live there. If there's a- yeah. a- 
anything we are on this podcast, it's self-aware of ourselves. <laughs> we know we wouldn't do well. <laughs> um, yep. I, too, would enjoy a companion. A, for keeping my uh, mental energy intact. And also, gotta be real with you, I, I'm, like, two bad days away from just cannibalism at any moment. So, like... Any moment? Re- Listen, <laughs> we already established this is a dystopia of our own. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> my door, my door's locked from the outside in this apartment building. It's rough. Uh, <laughs> I would say no because I've endured walking through all the snow during a bad winter, and that shit sucks mm. like so much. So on that level, just the first like two episodes we saw, it was just like waist deep snow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna that go no. Fair. Yeah. Mm. But plus side, there's an implication there that you'll have water at some point. So, uh, is that better than our current dystopia? <laughs> also true. Also true. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, this is uh, my childhood dream, uh, being a, a, a way too young Medal of Honor player and uh, Fallout fanboy. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, yes, I would definitely choose that over this current dystopia. So, next up, uh, we're going to see, would you rather live in Sunny Boy, where you fall into a multiverse sea, where you all get some form of superpower quirk thing, but you do have to spend all this time with everyone you individually went to high school with? No. No. I can't do that to myself. (laughs) No, I would not do that. As someone who finished Sunny Boy and deeply enjoyed it, I'm tempted to rewatch it because it's just a mind trip. Uh, I was so <laughs> on board. I was like, hell yes, easily, done. God, that last <laughs> sentence. Uh, ooh. We do have to keep them somewhat dystopian because, again, yeah. The, yeah. a lot of these, are, there is a clear answer, and it's not this current dystopia. Because <laughs> uh, even if it was just the shitty kids from Sunny Boy, yeah, because I think I could handle that. Like, the one shitty kid in the red shirt, yeah, he's just a punk ass, but you can avoid him. Like, that's easy. I just don't <laughs> think the people I knew in high school could effectively work well together enough. No, dead in a day. Dead in everyone's yeah, dead yeah, in for a day. sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you're telling me I have to be stuck on an island of Mark fucking Be- from my high school, nah. nah. <laughs> you used his first and last name. I Is that don't... his Christian given name? <laughs> I delivered a pizza to him in college, and he... Evolved like a Pokemon into the next stage of douchery. Um, oh. Ooh, great. <laughs> uh, honestly, no, no. I, Sunny Boy is such a wild ass trip. Yeah, because I would just fall into like the broom closet in the school and just go to a whole another dimension for like an eon and just forget everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd take that risk. <laughs> All right, cool, fair. Yeah, uh, I absolutely would not do that. Uh, that sounds like a terrible time. Uh, already, I didn't. Number one, I I can't spend that much more time on a beach uh, uh, in my life. <laughs> Ooh, so good point. Yeah, I really need Irish. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I stay away. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't go through that. Uh, unfortunately, also, we would stay here. <laughs> also, if I was my high school self again, I couldn't. Uh, no, absolutely. Oh not. yeah, absolutely. Also true. No. I didn't yeah. think about aging down, but considering that, it is a hard no. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like how the biggest threat with Sonny Boy is just high school. Yeah. It's yeah. not the weird universes. 
It's teenagers, let's be yeah. honest. Uh, next up, uh, Dystopia Rave Master. Society has crumbled <laughs> into a music-centric <laughs> desert world. Are you down? What what gang would you join, if so? What music <laughs> gang? I don't remember enough about Rave Master. I, <laughs> Me I neither. To... I just know it was like music apocalypse, <laughs> and I I absolutely would be in a post-apocalyptic ska bang, uh, gang, oh, yeah. so for sure. Uh, it was the weird love child of Road Warrior and Spongebob, because Tom Kenny's <laughs> yep. in there, so like... <laughs> I, I already established, I don't know shit about music. I am, I, my brain just doesn't work on that level at all. I I hate how much I would thrive in Rave Master. It's just such dumb bullshittery. I would be a king <laughs> there. I would, I'd be living it up. I'd hate myself for it, but I'd be no I'm trying there. to skim the plot on the Rave Master Good Wikipedia luck. page. And this something, is not helping me. <laughs> something evil happened. They needed to collect the rave stones to seal it back. Real Big Fish did the theme song for the dog. But like, what is what is what was the world like? Was it? I, I don't remember. Remember JoJo? Or no, bo 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 bo. I do. It's that, but somehow dumber. Mm. Uh, stealing later picks in this game, I. I might <laughs> Would you, um, was that the, I mean, I guess it is. They both had raiders. <laughs> it was just roaming bands of raiders. I, I abstain yeah, well, from answering this one because I really don't know. Yeah, that's fine. We'll pivot over to Bo 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 Bo, where oh. uh, bald fascists have taken over and are oppressing people with hair. Uh, but there's still hashtag random humor, so there's some <laughs> level of freedom of speech. That sounds. I mean. It's not bald people oppressing people with hair, but that sounds like here. And the random, yep. the hashtag random uwoness is just Twitter. My sp- is me spending time on Twitter and TikTok. Yep, yep. Uh, just fully disassociating on social media to avoid the real reality of the bald fascists outside. Yeah. Uh, so you just uh, turn into like a campfire for a minute, uh, just to relieve some tension. Yeah, this sounds. They sound about the same, this place and that place. <laughs> Dystopia yeah. and Datopia. Datopia. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't want to play my hand here, but given the way my hairline's going, I think I'm going to be doing better in the Bobo Bobo world. Oh, dear. In, in a few years. Uh, can't beat them, join them. That's yeah. uh, fine if you're a cartoon character. I do actually want to shave my head so bad. <laughs> but I can't. All right. Uh. Yeah, uh, uh, how about Devil is a Part-Timer, kind of apocalyptic. Mm. There is a Dark Lord in this world you're living in, but there's still capitalism. Would you choose to do that just with that possibility any time this Dark Lord could gain power and like uh, it uh, take over the world? So are we living, we're in living the- in the like fantasy world or we're just living in the Japan that, that the devil Japan. lives in? Yeah, uh, living in the Japan that the devil lives in. Uh, so a little bit, still this dystopia, but also there's a big vampire dude. <laughs> I think that the purpose of the series is that he gains some kindness, <laughs> I think. Heart grows three sizes that day. Yeah. <laughs> so I would live there. I would befriend him. I would I would work at the McDonald's with him. Where did they work? No, McRondos. I think that was it. Yeah, 
McRinaldo's. I would work there with him and be his bestie, and then uh, everything would be fine. I would teach him to be kind. I'm weaving uh, my own tale now. It's an AU. It's a fan fiction. Self insert. Adopt fan my son. <laughs> uh, I mean, because that show, it's like you said, it's pretty much just modern day, but with a uh, insidious, evil, dark overlord lurking in the shadows, which debatably is still just modern day, depending mm-hmm. on who you see as the evil overlord. I'm going to go mm-hmm. on the mirror and say, uh, you know what, I'm going to save Duke in the edit. I'm not going to say a politician, but you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, we all know. Uh, we don't want this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to say Datopia, because I'm just living in Japan, and they got free healthcare. <laughs> Fuck it, that's all I need. Damn. I'll take that. All right. Uh, I have... Uh, I I probably would. I would, like, occasionally you have to dodge some, like, demons in the street. Oh, occasionally. Uh, like, my car gets uh, hit and run enough in Los Angeles, so <laughs> if someone throws a demon through my windshield, par for the course. Uh, so that's fine. Um, next up, on a similar note, um, because it is very... It's probably more tempting than the last one, Um uh, high school prodigies have it easy even Ooh. in another world. You live in a beautiful, rich, like fantasy <laughs> world, but there's a legion of fucking rich assholes trying to bring capitalism <laughs> into this paradise. Bunch of rich 15 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> oh. it, do the rules of the anime still exist? Do they still have protagonist plot armor? We could tempt the scales because we know more than they do at this point. Because <laughs> if it is just you're in that anime and you're in that world, maybe. But if it is like those shitty seven kids are also there, nah, no. Yeah, because my stay. my biggest dream is to live in Narnia post White Witch era. Mm-hmm. So that seems similar. Close. <sighs> I don't know. There's like, there's even like too much government there before the children get there. <laughs> it's not the best fantasy world we saw even before no. kids. Here's what I would True. do: I would live, <laughs> I would live in Datopia, but I would stay in the Japan that they no longer live in because they <laughs> yes, were probably no, actively making the world worse. <laughs> Absolutely, the best choice. Uh, you Damn. win this one. Defend the uh, loophole. For sure. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Sharing the mayonnaise, the the kissing in the opening sequence. Mm. With the, uh, <laughs> fuck, man, that show sucks. That was a bad show. <laughs> God. Um. Okay. Uh. Next one. Uh. Dagon Rumpa. Uh. We're gonna say a murder game show, but there is a chance you can prosecute someone for murder in this world. <laughs> huh. That is truly fantasy. Uh. I. Um, yeah. My problem i i love a death game you love a death game we all know Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. but (laughs) i toxic trait (laughs) yeah i absolutely could never survive one especially if it was like this because i panic when i'm like interrogated (laughs) so like even if i didn't kill somebody if somebody came up to me like if we were at the the like trial and they were like hounding me like we're pretty sure you the one you're the one that did it d I would have no defense. Like, I would just lose it. <laughs> we, we've we all played Among Us together. Yeah. We all, we all you know. know. <laughs> I'm a bad 
I'm a bad liar. I did get very lucky round one round. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> For the listener, uh, we actually had to stop playing Among Us together uh, because everyone in our friend group hated lying so much they couldn't do it, and I kept <laughs> winning every time because I'm a little shit who is so skilled at lying that it's makes you question the friendship with me, uh, which is fair. Um, Hey, it's you need someone with that dynamic. Uh, just just in case, keep it in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. I was able to kill two people in front of other people and talk my way out of it in a random game once. Like it, <laughs> I had a eyewitness, and I still got them killed before me. My God! <laughs> what I'm saying is, I am a sociopath and shouldn't be trusted. Um, I, huh. I just out of curiosity, I I don't think it'd be a better life. I think I'd be out pretty quick. I'd be pretty arrogant and smug thinking, like, yeah, I'll win this game and die in, like, round three or something. Like, not first, but eventually. Mm. Uh, ju- just sheer curiosity of how I do. I'd go full well. I'd yeah. go I'd so um, I could kiss Junko. Ooh. <laughs> Which one's Perfect. That? She's the one with the pigtails. Oh, okay. She, like, dies in the first episode, but then it's, like, a plot twist. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Give me Sokka. Give me the big one. Give me the wrestler one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just an like, <laughs> actual JoJo's character, and her name's Sakura, and she has tea with her swimming girlfriend. God. OTP, right? Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, that that was my justification as well. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was a Survivor fan. Let's take it mm. to the extremes. Ooh. We're almost no. there anyways, so. The second Ooh. game does take place on an island. Oh. So. Mm. So, uh, advantage. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I got that, that lived experience, baby. That sun, though. Hmm. On a desert island, I'm the one that finds a cave and then lives in it for like three months, and everyone thinks it's dead, and then I become the smoke monster from Lost. That's my go-to <gasps> Damn. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All smoke monsters have immunity. <laughs> uh, okay, how about Ergo Proxy? There's oh, a ecological well. disaster that forces humanity to move into domes, uh, and there's like androids, but they all catch a virus that's just going around, and it uh, makes them self-aware. The murder virus. Yeah. Uh, right. No, it, then that sounds pretty bad. It's <laughs> it's Wally, but like a bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me like two watches of Ergo Proxy just to understand what's happening, so it was a lot. Um, the mall was neat. That one episode, they had a mall. That was that was kind of cool. And then they had like the what was her name? Pico it was like the little girl in the bunny outfit who just really does nothing and just wanders around. Like if I could just have her life and just be like, yeah, I'm in a little bunny suit right now. I'm just gonna gonna vibe my way through the apocalypse. Yeah. Anyone else besides Pico? No. I, no, that'd be a bad time. Uh. Okay. How about last one? Promise Neverland. Children are raised uh, uh, to be food for alien creatures, oh. but at least they get to live up in peace or grow up in peace. Are we children in this scenario? <laughs> are we the little children? up to you? Up to interpretation. Oh, her name was. Pino. I think because again, there's a world where pe- someone just knows this exists, and it's like, yeah, sick. <laughs> I think I could if I was my age now. Like I, so I've only the seen the first season. The I didn't read the manga. I didn't watch season two because I heard it was really bad. Yeah, smart move with stopping there. Yeah, so I know very little about like the world outside of season one. But I do think I might be able to thrive as a mother, like <laughs> I, as Isabella's role. I think 
you currently would have a tough time as a mother. I think you in that world for like a decade plus or whatever could get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I could see that. Thank you uh, so much. <laughs> I, I could see you shit. We didn't know uh, face people. value take you for being that cold and heartless. <laughs> you had to get there. Um, <laughs> I unfortunately did keep reading the manga and know where it went. Um, and sheer principle, I have to say no. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take, I'd rather take dystopia uh, than that. Out of just sheer narrative principle, because mm-hmm. how fucking dare you with that series? <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, I'm. I only saw the three episodes we watched, so I I don't have that uh, uh, pain. I will gladly hop into like a serene uh, uh, <laughs> hospice paradise for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's dystopia or datopia. Yeah, we're all in a good, healthy place. Yeah, I, I did kind of, I did kind of lose the thread there. I would rather live here than in the promised never na- never land at all. Yeah, <laughs> you just but have to be. If I that's had true, to live but there, yeah, <laughs> that's we're what we're having fun here. We're we're joking around. We're I, goofing. I think I picked like datopia, all except for like the last two, <laughs> which I feel like says a lot about me and my crippling need for escapism hooray <laughs> uh, well speaking of escapism shall we uh, watch an anime yeah how exciting <laughs> we started with a game how fun is that everybody genuinely forgot we were doing a podcast <laughs> yep. we were uh, we'll out. keep it brief because as we mentioned <sighs> whatever we're watching uh, Hiyuka <laughs> we're watching the first three episodes let's go the pinnacle of professionalism back uh i i'm giving as good writing to this podcast as they gave to this show so uh that was our transition back in so episode one this uh extreme (laughs) unlikable main character Mm -hmm. this character is lazy he's cynical he's me and i don't like it yep uh we see we hate what we see in ourselves of Mm. course but uh this is just a pure uh, edgelord. Uh, he walks in first day of high school, but I'm already so over it. Uh, who has the time for all that socializing and clubs and friends? Uh, my motto? Oh, thanks for asking. It's uh, I won't do what doesn't have to be done. And if I have to do it, I'll do it as fast and as easy as possible. That's my motto for this episode. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, um, he, chatting with a friend, uh, uh, this is uh, Sato. He has a second name he often goes by, but Sato's shorter. Again, in spirit with the episode. We're preserving (laughs) energy. Um, Oh, main boy, Areki. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Again. Keeping it short, uh, uh, Areki's older sister uh, said he needs to join the Classic Literature Club because she was an alum, and uh, if if they don't have enough members, at least one, uh, they're not going to have the club anymore. Oh, so, 
he's like, all right, I guess I have to. Um, well, real quick. Normally we see a club that has like three members and they need a fourth to get enough members. This club has none. Yes. How is it still existing till this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who is this one senior who did it all four years by themselves yeah. and uh, just graduated? They just sat in the room and read, hey, <laughs> hey, that's what Yuki was doing in Haruhi Suzumiya. Hey, she said she was there for the literature club. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this, hmm, <laughs> the parallel. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, he's like, all right, if I'm the only person, I get a sanctioned room in the school where I can just dick around. It's fine. I'll do it. Um, so, uh, he goes in. Uh, gets the key to unlock the room. The one key in the school. Very important. Uh, I shook my heads ironically so hard I knocked my headphones off, so I don't... Uh... <laughs> you can't hear us. I think Duke is a great host and he's doing a lot of effort in the show. Aww. Okay. Sorry, I can hear again. Um, so, uh... <laughs> Wait, he edits. He's gonna hear that. Shh. What? Okay. Uh, that... I'm not gonna he edit this deep in. He secretly. Shut up. What? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, he unlocks the club room and there's a girl waiting inside oh spooky <gasps> is she a ghost uh, so uh, she's also gonna join uh, she's like oh I recognize you from a class and he's like oh weird I don't give a shit about anyone I don't recognize you so um, <laughs> whatever uh, this is Edu uh she, uh, she has lovely purple eyes. That's the nice thing I'll say. Um, Single defining um, trait of her. Yeah. I do like uh, the the character design in the show. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Like the style. Uh, mm. uh, but uh, she's also joining this club, and he's like, "Hey, so how'd you get in this room then? Because uh, I have the key." And she says, "Wait, hold, hold on, wait, wait stop, <laughs> right there." When I walked into this room, the door was unlocked. <gasps> Folks, this is about the height of this episode, tension-wise. Uh-huh. And now you can see why we are doing what we're doing. <laughs> why we did a game to fluff the beginning. Um, I wish this whole show was the same, except this girl was replaced with Danny McBride's energy. And like noises, <laughs> and it's just like the one just real weird. <laughs> but otherwise, it's as like mundane and neutral as the rest of the show. <laughs> How'd you get in here? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I show up in half these rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kicking in windows. And I found myself in this room. What up? <laughs> um. So the friend Sato from before is eavesdropping. So. He's like, oh, can I join? Hey, uh, wait a minute. My main role is to just info dump stuff about this world. Aren't you that girl from the big famous popular pro- uh, uh, productive family in town? And she's like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. Are, oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't really come up, doesn't really play a factor in. But they spend a lot of time being like, there's four families in this town. Each of their names correspond with blah, blah, blah. I didn't even <sighs> check off info dump on the bingo card because I just shut off completely when he started talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, 
no no bingo this <laughs> this day. No. We already played a game. Um, <laughs> so, um, buh, 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 where's the next piece of relevant info? So, yeah, uh, she's like, we need to get to the bottom of this mystery. Um, and there's like a very clear like there's we're building romantic tension between the male and female lead even though he is the biggest condescending prick uh i've seen on tv (laughs) in a while um but we have like a big fantasy where she gets like hair tentacles that shoot out like the animation in this show isn't bad this is to discover this is please help me find who accidentally locked the door (laughs) her Uh. enticing uh characteristic that makes the protagonist fall in love with her is she's mildly curious about things yeah she gets incredibly hung up on the most mundane questions (laughs) she is the manic pixie dream girl but she is the mild human reality girl (laughs) Yes. She is making up questions to ask, like in small talk, like, hmm, what 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 do you think behind that door? Let's make a TV show episode discovering that. <laughs> Let's go. Uh okay. So <sighs> It's like, hey, what what kind of funky bird do you think that is? It's like, oh, I don't know. Let's go ask someone that knows birds in this area. Instead it's a while it's a literal wild goose chase of trying to catch the bird and yeah, you know, taking it to the zoo to compare it. So you could just ask, like, a bird dude in your neighborhood. It's super mm. easy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm i just going to gloss through it. There's so... They do Sherlock Holmes-level investigation into this stuff, and oh. we just simply don't have the minutes on Earth. Uh, so <laughs> um, it turns out they listen real hard, and they hear there's a janitor who also has a key. And he changed a light bulb in that room, and uh, when he was done, he locked up the door and didn't realize someone was inside. That's <sighs> it. Like Mystery ten minutes solved. It's the first half of this episode. <laughs> yep. God. Um. One prompt. Prompt number two. Or sorry, we have three mysteries because I forgot about Piano Girl. Um. Ugh. So uh, oh, Sato God. is telling a story about. Oh, there's a ghost rumor about this school. Um, Look, there's uh, someone heard music from a piano room, and then they walked in, and then the music stopped, and then they saw a ghost with, like, bloodshot eyes and messed up hair, and then they ran away. Goddamn, this shit was boring. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 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 Edu comes in and is like, hey, what are you talking about? And Areki's like, hey, uh, tell her a different story instead. Uh, tell her about the bulletin boards. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Sato's like on the student council or whatever. He like checks the bulletin boards for unauthorized things. And there's these secret society posts that get uh, put up. Oh, man. Uh, there's this underground group that not even the student government knows about called the Joro Spider Society. Whoa. <sighs> Isn't that just a group of friends? Like, if it's not an official yeah. club, that's just hanging out with buddies? Uh, it's a yeah. club, Brendan. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're a goonie, you're a goonie for life, Brendan. <laughs> Sean Aston's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> kick your Aston. 
Uh, so uh, they are like, hey, let's go on a treasure hunt to find some of these forms. Or they... They're like, okay, let's let's devise which which bulletin boards are the most likely to hide a secret message, or is it if they're looking to recruit members, is it the board that has the most foot traffic by it? They they go to a bulletin board. They're like, hmm, lots of posts. Let's read them all, shall we? And then. And then uh, Oreki's like, hey, look, I found I, f- I found it. It's under this baseball poster. Mystery solved. Uh, they're looking for two new members. And they're like, wow, you're such a good detective. You're so good. I trust you with my deepest, darkest uh, 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 wishes to uh, solve in my life. Um, and so they part ways. And then uh, Sato and Oreki walk home, and he's like, yeah, I had to turn in a paper. Uh, it, the, this bulletin board was closer to the exit. I wanted to preserve energy, so I, I put the post up. I just wrote on a post-it note, because I lied to this person who uh, is in a club with me and trusts me. <laughs> he's trying to be friends. Um, but... Uh, Sato is like, oh, but you played along at all. You could have done that. Someone has feelings, but he doesn't. And that's episode one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I there's one point where like the, I, I wrote no one's names down, but the sidekick says like, uh, if you're gonna pro- proclaim your life motto, like say it with your head all high and don't paraphrase it. And I thought about it. Paraphrasing would be the epitome of his life motto, which is. Do nothing and do it as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Then, that's true. Someone already did the work for you. Also, with the piano one, he wraps it up and deduces it oh, without even yes. going to check it out, showing how absolutely pointless these individual mysteries are, but then also fabricating <laughs> his own so they wouldn't have to cross the school's campus to go to the music room. So the fake one is the focus, and the real one he was able to do without even looking at it showing two mysteries equally as pointless because he just made one up on the spot that they, was more interesting yeah just, God. they really um they really the thing is they really like build up these stupid freaking mysteries and then they find the solution and it's like so they don't even get that excited about finding the solution that it feels like such a letdown. There's, yeah. there's no payoff. Like, they didn't even ever. talk to the janitor, like, oh, hey, you locked this girl in a classroom. Maybe you should be more careful. <laughs> they yeah. didn't say anything to the man. They see him from, like, down the hall, and they go, oh, that's what happened. All right. All right. See, like, again, these things, they keep hinting, like, there's spooky stuff going on. <laughs> like, we, uh, D mentioned there's, like, 20-something episodes of mm-hmm. this so the, if they're really doing the slowest fucking burn possible, um, that's not a way to keep people invested, to be like, there might be a real ghost later. Now, I'm going to just make up a hypothetical situation that sounds plausible, and then you're just going to go, oh, yeah, that probably happened. And then we're going to move tracks. on with our day. <laughs> Listen, if the mystery hasn't hooked us in episodes that have done it in the first three episodes, God forbid, more than that. Hmm. Okay, so episode two, we see. I was calling him Hotaro. I that's the name I got for the main character, so that's what I'm going to call him. Um, yeah, they flip flopped. I didn't. 
Uh, I didn't want to write down. Yeah. I didn't write down anyone's name. I'm gonna. I call him protagonist, girl and guy, and psychic girl and guy. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> um, so we see him go about his morning while we hear the letter that his sister wrote to him, and we get practically no new information from that. It's just her asking him to join the literature club. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, we get told that it's been a month, so a month has passed. Um, Hotaru has Didn't been his joy- enjoying his time with the club. Um, he goes in. Eru offers him snacks that she brought from home. He takes some. They sit and read. Eru closes her book and says, this is pointless. And he's like, what? And she's like, we've been spending so much time in the club room. We should, like, go do something. And he's like, is there something specific you wanted to do with your time in the club? And she very cryptically says, yes, but that's personal. <laughs> Thanks. I want to do something. What? It's a secret. I can't tell you. Then I can't help you. What do you want from me? (laughs) Oh, now I remember why we just sit here in silence and read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's like, but we need to do more activities. So she suggests submitting an anthology to the cultural festival um, because it's a club tradition and the school will like give a club a budget. So under those conditions, Hotaru like begrudgingly agrees. Um, budget. They don't do anything. I don't. She convinces It's literally a, a book club for all that we know. Yeah. Um, so they don't know what that entails. So they go look around for past years, anthologies. They're not in the club room. So they decide to go to the library. Uh, Hotaro knows the girl who's working there today, and they do not seem to like each other. Uh, Satoshi is also there, and while Hotaru and the girl at the desk are bickering, he calls them a cute couple. They both get mad at him. She gets mad in particular because she likes Satoshi. He knows that. (laughs) Okay. Um, they introduce Arrow to her. Her name is Mayaka. Um, and the two boys and her went to middle school together. Eru asks Mayaka if they have old anthologies from the Classic Literature Club. She says, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, we have to wait for the librarian to come back to ask her. Um, and and then they, they wait spend... in real time for five minutes. <laughs> Essentially. And they spend a lot of time talking about the nickname that they call the cultural festival at the school. Didn't matter. <laughs> Didn't even remember that part. <laughs> yep. I wrote it down because I thought maybe it would matter. <laughs> <laughs> for a mystery that's the thing it is it is a mystery it's like oh all these subtle clues like you hmm. you can solve it yourself at home and then they say like oh this unseen character uh did it okay that's fine and just fully undo all the things so it it punishes you for paying attention <laughs> to what it's saying uh, it it lays the breadcrumbs and then eats them <laughs> yes um Satoshi tells Mayaka to tell them this story. Eru perks up. She's like, fucking tell me. Um, It's called The Most Favored Book of Disfavor. Who thought of that? I don't know. This thing has only been around for five weeks. (laughs) So Mayaka says every week someone comes to pick up the book at lunchtime and then they return it after school. Five weeks in a row. Um, She shows it to them and it's a book about the school's history they look at the checkout list, um, and Eru, of course, is like, I need to know what's going on with this book for some reason. I She's gotta desperate know. to know. Um, it's a sequel in a series, and I just really want to read it. 
Um, so Hotaru, he doesn't actually care what's going on, but he wants to figure it out for Eru, of course. Um, so he's like, well, people must not be actually reading this book, so what are they using it for? Based on the names on the checkout list, all of the girls who checked it out... No, I already spoiled it. All of the people who checked it out are girls. <gasps> girls! Um... What's Satoshi? the sexist hypothesis that we could pull from this? <laughs> uh, Satoshi suggests that maybe it's a superstition and they think it's good luck to check it out. Hotaru says that that's dumb, but I was like, I don't know. That seems okay. They're in high school. Maybe it's true. <laughs> I just love that their first thought is, ah, oh, all these girls are checking out the same book. Are they in a class? No, it has to be about a boy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the big deltas. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they notice all the girls, they're all second years, but they're all in different classes. So maybe they're using it for some kind of code. Mayaka is like, no, I don't think so. Eru smells it and says it has a weird smell, like a bad one. It smells like paint thinner. Somehow, no one else can smell that this book smells like paint thinner? It's it's a pretty strong smell. (laughs) That's a pretty strong smell. Although Um, they did use this opportunity to... uh, Do you want to describe that uh, quick little shot they put in there, D? I don't Uh, remember it. Okay, uh, sh- we get a quick, when he's like, wow, she has an incredible nose. We get a real quick furry shot of her leaning over the table from behind. Just had to sneak it in there, just real quick to be like, oh, she's like part dog or something. Oh, yes, I didn't even think about it. Yes, they gave her some ears and a tail. <sighs> yep. Um. So Hotaru was like, hmm, I may have thought of something. And he tells Eru that he wants her to check something for him and he's like, I'm not going with you. And she's like, yes, you are. Um, and then he, we get this weird mind palace thing <laughs> where Hotaru yes. is sitting in a dining room and Eru is in a maid outfit and she's serving him and she's offering him two menus, a gray course and a rosy course, and she like forces him to choose the rosy course. So it's probably a metaphor metaphor for her rosy disposition and convincing him to stray from his usual glumness. That's what I wrote in my notes. Very academic. Very on the nose. Yep. There had to be some good writing in this episode. <laughs> well, good is a generous word. <laughs> so he comes out of his mind palace. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll go with you. Mayaka says she's coming too. And I'm like, you're working. Um, she tells Satoshi to sit at the desk at the library. And off they go. Hotaru says he's taking them to the art room because they're probably using it during art class because the fine art classes are combined. So that's a time that people from different homerooms will be in the same classroom together. So they get there, and they see that they've been using it to pose for portraits. Mystery solved. That's it. Wow. And they can't seem to wrap their minds around how he could possibly think of that, even though the book smelled like paint thinner. (laughs) It's probably around somewhere that has a lot of paint in it. (gasps) You're so fucking smart. Oh, my God. Have my babies. (laughs) Um... Eru says she's fascinated by his mind. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about how smart, like, she's, like, really 
book smart, but he has raw ability. It was at this point in my notes I wrote, God, shut up. <laughs> this kid has played, like, one Professor Layton game. That, he's not smart. Like... Uh. And again, he's so condescending about it, too. Whenever she's like, I think this might have happened, immediately he's like, no, that can't possibly be it. Hmm, what possible thing could it be? And just hmm. completely disregards any input she has. Yeah. Um, Eru says Isn't she had fun. Happened? Mayaka is frustrated. She couldn't figure it out. Uh, Hotaru thinks about how he could never see himself acting like they do because he's not like other girls. Um, he turns to leave, but Eru reminds him they have to wait for the librarian to look at the anthologies, because that's why they came here in the first place! <laughs> oh, the episode plot. Sorry, sorry. Well, Let me get back from? to this. <laughs> we also weren't invested in that. <laughs> um, and just like the mysteries in this show, that ends real quick, because the librarian shows up just then. Um... Satoshi asks about the classic literature anthologies, and she seems surprised, says they aren't there, and walks away. She says, I'm very busy, and walks away very slowly with a clipboard. <laughs> you children bore me. Goodbye. Um, Eru says it's time to go home, but again cryptically says that she learned something today, but won't say what it is. <laughs> and she says it's personal, again. Um, and she's thinking about how she can use Hotaro's skill to help her with something. Um, Hotaro is at home, uh, and Eru calls him. She says she'd like to see him and wants to talk to him about something. It's their day off. It's a Sunday. Um, so he goes to a cafe to meet her. She shows up late, whatever. Um, and she seems reluctant to talk, and he gets up to leave. She, he's like, if you're not going to say anything, I'm going to go. And she's like, no, don't. I have something to confess to you, but we don't get to hear it yet because it's a cliffhanger, and that's episode two. He says it's his precious Sunday to do nothing, and he won't waste it here. If you're doing nothing, you're not wasting it. Sit down, you dick. (laughs) As someone who enjoys doing nothing on Sundays, gestures around at my lifestyle, uh, (laughs) I get it, but also, this kid's just such a prick. Mm-hmm. Um, episode three. Let's see how I can fa- how fast I can get through this uh, actual plot. <laughs> to ch- you see it because it, it said it had plot. It doesn't. Um, <laughs> episode three starts off in the cafe where we left off with protagonist guy and protagonist girl. I can't be bothered to remember these names. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, he asks for another cup of coffee. Uh, she asks him for a favor, but it's a personal matter, so she's scared to ask him about it. Uh, the favor has to do with her uncle, who is someone who is really important in her life. Uh, she used to ask him a bunch of questions, and he would answer them, because he's the only one who didn't get tired of her constant berating of questions, a habit she has yet <laughs> to drop in her high school years. And uh, she says he told her something very important once, but she can't remember what it was. She's like, why don't you just ask your uncle? Well, he went to India and disappeared seven years ago. <gasps> India? That's where protagonist guy's sister is. <gasps> oh, Maybe I that's wonder tied together. It, if there's no telling if it'll even... Genuinely, I have no idea. Later in the episode, the sister's somewhere else. So clearly, wherever it's in India is not that important. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so her uncle went to India and then disappeared. I'm assuming he cut ties with her because, God, this family seems to suck. I get why. (laughs) Uh, And uh, she says uh, she once asked him a question uh, and she learned that he was in the classic literature club back in this very high school 45 (gasps) years ago. (gasps) 
And uh, when she asked him about it, he was reluctant to answer. He didn't want to tell her, but she kept prodding him and prodding him. And eventually, he did answer her question, and it made her cry. What? (laughs) What's happening? But now she's repressed it and can't remember. She repressed it and can't remember what he said. She just remembers crying after and the fact that he didn't comfort her when she cried. So her mom had to come in and comfort her. So so it was... so traumatizing <laughs> she immediately forgot what it was i imagine it went something like this uncle uncle please tell me about this club oh um uh, uh nothing really happened no you have to have a story please please no really we i read hamlet once no there has to be a club can you shut up just yeah! for one minute <laughs> i hope that's it after 22 episodes <laughs> That that ice cold slow burn. He just finally <laughs> asked her to stop talking. <laughs> just just one day without question, sweetie. Please, I just I got a headache. Immediate tears. I um, just got laid off. I I can't do this right now. <laughs> I got a lot of shit going on in my life. You're a three year old child, um, and she. That's why she joined the classic literature club because she has to figure out what the mystery of her uncle is because he's going he's gone missing and it might be tied to it. I really hope it isn't. I really hope it's a coincidental thing and there's just nothing here. Um, And she asked all the teachers about uh, her uncle when he was a student here, but no one remembers because it was 45 fucking years ago. Any of those teachers have retired or died. And she uh, wants help solving this mystery. So she asked her personal Sherlock Holmes protagonist boy. Mm -hmm. And he does not want to help because once again, he is a cock. (laughs) <laughs> and he refuses to do anything for anyone ever. But he thinks about it and says, She's so invested in this mystery, I'm afraid of what the answer will be and what it will do to her emotionally. Which is incredible growth for a character to think about anyone else's well-being. But he does not act on that emotion. Instead, he tells her to essentially fuck off. So, again, not great. Mm. He says, why don't you ask other people for help? She says, this is a private matter, doesn't want to share it. Don't know why, it's a mystery. She doesn't know what it's about either. How is this a private personal matter? Like, why can't you tell people about this? You don't even know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And she says she wants to figure out what the mystery is before his funeral. And he says, what? You said he was missing. He goes, yes. But uh, per Japanese law, after seven years of someone going missing, you can legally bury them. And once he's buried, I can no longer solve this mystery. Have why? considered talking <laughs> to the police? I... I don't know why she can't figure out this mystery after he's buried. Because he's not going to be buried. He's not there. He's missing. Here's a suggestion. Maybe she should go to therapy. They would help with digging up a past memory you want to remember, probably. Not this teenage sad sack. (laughs) Even the therapist would go, yeah, this is just nothing. You have nothing here to unpack. You got nothing going on here, sister. Oh. God, this guy is the opposite of therapy. <laughs> Just actively <laughs> toxic to your life. <laughs> and yet, for some fucking reason, she has to make peace with this mystery before the funeral for a body that's not... I don't... I can't get past that point. It makes no sense. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. If someone's been missing for a certain amount of time, you can declare them dead. That like, I get. I don't it is a thing, she but she continue to investigate. Uh, yeah, she oh, introduces oh, okay. it as, like, a formality of, like... Yeah, he's missing. Wait, now he's buried? Yeah, you know, they declared him dead. I I can still wonder what he said to me. That doesn't mean this conversation didn't happen. Yeah, like, 
I don't get the time crunch they put on uh, besides yes. just putting an artificial time crunch on it. Okay. Uh, so, protagonist guy is reluctant to help her, but he says he'll help her. Uh, but she can't expect much from him. He'll do it at his own pace. If he finds something, he'll tell her. If he thinks it's in- irrelevant, but if he finds something and he doesn't think it'll help her, he won't tell. Basically saying, I'll help you, but I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm doing mm-hmm. it as little as possible and involving you as little as possible. And life continues. I don't know. Montage overlaps. Protagonist guy starts talking in a voiceover saying, we got midterms. And because of midterms, club activities are suspended for studying. Then we got a montage of them doing midterms. And then they go back to club activities. Literally just filler to reach that 22-minute mark of this episode. Because Excuse you, nothing. these episodes are 27 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest right now. Going to play my hand. I was watching these at 1.5 speed because I couldn't <laughs> deal that with it. I, I thought about it. I <laughs> certainly did. I, was I just took a break between each episode. Good news, D. <laughs> These notes are pointless as the show is. <laughs> Nothing mattered. Um, so uh, after the midterms, he gets another letter from his sister saying, Hey, I'm no longer an idiot. The only thing tying me to this mystery is gone now. I'm in Istanbul. Don't worry about that. How's the club going? I bet you're going to keep the tradition alive of the club by doing anthologies. Let me tell you about my anthology. Who is this sister? What is her obsession with? What's happening? Like... You're it's, asking too many questions. I'm so mad. It's, a, <laughs> it's another one of those shows where I went in head empty and had no feelings whatsoever. But now that you're making me think about the show, I'm getting enraged. No, just stop uh, thinking. Just keep going. Push I through. can't. <laughs> I gotta do the recap. You can think after. Brendan, we <sighs> we hit the hour mark. We, we can do it as easy as possible. Just land the plane, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Sully Solenberger this straight into the fucking river. <laughs> um, she asks about the anthologies, and she says, if you want examples of anthologies, they're in the club room. We put them in a chemical locker. What? Because the club room's in the science lab. Uh, commercial bumper. Cut back to an like, <laughs> exterior shot of just some kids outside with a kid wearing a big, weird blue hat, and a girl goes, hey, nice hat, and the guy goes, shut up! And it's the I only thing that, that got a reaction out of me this <laughs> entire show. I remember that. It got a legitimate chuckle out of me, and I just, it's the only thing I care about. Yeah, I want to know more like, about them. Truly, a random line of Walla was the most invested we were in any characters. That's what the show was. I have no idea what it's about, but it's the only people I care about these two. Uh, back in the club room, protagonist guy shares a letter he got with his sister with everyone else. They say there's a chemical locker. They look for it. They, they say we can't find the chemical locker. The protagonist guy says, after they looked for it, goes, yeah, I know, I already looked for it. Thanks, dickhead, you could have saved us the time. Uh, He says the anthologies are missing. Uh, He points out that they probably changed club rooms a few times since uh, his sister was here two years ago. Uh, So they uh, said they got to go ask a teacher where the club room was previously. He goes, I already did that as well. It's like, once again, you could be sharing this information before we have to pull it out of you because I thought we were friends. It's been months, uh, my guy. Uh, and he says, I asked the teacher, the f- two years ago, this club was in this room that is now being held by the Wall Newspaper Club. It Newspaper Club. I don't know what the wall is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a newspaper club. And uh, Sidekick Girl says, oh, you're unusually prepared today. You must be pumped to solve this mystery. And he immediately shoots her down and be like, I'm not pumped. I'm not excited. I have no personality traits whatsoever. I am the protagonist. And Protagonist Girl says they must search 
uh, they must search in the newspaper room, or else I have to search the whole school and like do a like a full sweep of the school. Prime's guy says I won't be tolerating that. Minimal effort all the way through. We gotta get in this newspaper club room. And while they're walking to uh, the club room, he notices two little weird markers on the walls. And he goes, huh, and doesn't share it with anyone, because he's got to save that trump card for later. So he seems smart. Good work, Professor Lee. Uh, <laughs> they get to the newspaper club room. Guy opens up. He says he's a third year. He was back here when uh, the main guy's sister was uh, still in school. And they say, oh, hey, can we come? He walks out and shuts the door behind them. They're like, oh, can we come in? He goes, uh, no, I'm the only club member here, and I don't feel comfortable letting people not in our club in our club room. Um, and uh, Light Yagami back here uh, deduces, was like, well, you moved into this club room, so you must have moved all the shit out of the club room. And the guy's like, yeah, that's common sense. Duh. Uh, he goes, all right, well, what did you move out of here? He's like, I don't know, some cardboard boxes? And uh, Mind Palace boy, Hannibal Lecter himself, uh, pieces together and goes, ah, those, the anthologies must have been in those cardboard boxes you moved out of the room. We'll have to go find them. Uh, or look through them. And this really guy's like, cool, i still not going to let you in. And he's like, well, I guess we'll just have to go get a club advisor to get permission. And the newspaper boy goes like, not an authority figure. Fine. He says he can't search the club room. He's really upset. He snaps at him. And I'm running out of fictional detectives to make fun of this character with. God, forget the one from the Pink Panther. Uh, uh, Inspector Clouseau. There you go. Uh, thank you for the alley oop. Uh, says that they need to find the chemical locker and nothing else. Uh, and he says uh, they need to go to the library. What? I don't know, Brendan. Oh, at this point, at this point, they were in the club room, but the guy was saying you can't search the club room. I like, feel like I'm being held hostage, and Brendan is just fucking Brendan, rattling. This Brendan. Off. <laughs> Too many details. Do you want? Baby. Would you, uh, uh, if you need assistance, ring ring the uh, thing above, and a flight attendant will come help you out. No, I wrote it down. People have to know what I wrote. Uh, they're in. They're in the newspaper club room, but they're not allowed to search it. And he points out that he's like, "Oh, the window's open. You got a fan on. It smells kind of weird in here, like air freshener." And when he threatens over the club advisor, the guy says, "Get out of here." I'll look around for the anthologies. If I find them, I'll drop them off in your club room. And the protagonist's like, cool, you played in my hand. Sorry for being a dick, and walks out. Uh, and then they wait a few minutes in the hallway. They say, like, how'd you know all that? Like, well, when I was walking there, I saw the red, a red, uh, fuck, infrared. Tripwire. <laughs> tripwire, yeah. I saw the infrared sensors in the hallway that were just put up. Uh, when we got into the room, the smell of air freshener, he had the window open, had a fan in. Sounds like he was, it seems like he was trying to get a smell out of there. Why would he try and get a smell out of there? Why did he put up the sensors? Who puts up fucking sensors? Turns out he was smoking cigarettes, and he's a heir to one of the big families, big four families that run this guy town. And he Dean left the room. <laughs> you know what's fair? I get it. They can't have his name besmirched with cigarettes. And they saw cardboard boxes underneath the table he was working on and inside those cardboard boxes the chemical locker inside those chemical lockers were the anthologies and where he hides his cigarettes which is why he couldn't have them searching around the room and catching him so that's why he dropped them off when everyone was gone why did that happen did anyone did this actually play out or was this just in fucking robert downey jr's mind palace it was just in the mind palace this didn't actually happen he's just explaining it retroactively God. <laughs> anyway, 
We just figured out Blue's Clues. We just figured out Blue's Clues. Uh, so they get the anthologies. They look through. There's more Jesus Christ. Fuck. <laughs> they look through. Find the volume two of the anthologies. And it says, oh boy, when that girl's uncle was here, he went from a hero to a legend. But slowly people are forgetting about him. And so, maybe it's better that people do forget about whatever he did. And they're like, gee, I wonder what happened. I'm scared to learn because it might be traumatic. They go, well, this is volume two. We just have to look at volume one. And then Psychic Girl goes, oh, guys, we're missing volume one. And I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you. <sighs> God bless. Uh, I had to sit through it. So is the listener. <laughs> Are we there yet? No. Thank you. If you have a show you would like us <laughs> no, to watch, wait. you can send. Uh, you know, I'm we, going, uh, yeah, no. Uh, our feelings are everywhere, <laughs> all just, over this. I just, I can't. I'm so mad now. I, I looked talk this about up this to shit. make sure it wasn't another show that I was thinking of that gets really fucked up at the end. Um, it's not this one, unfortunately. Um, that would okay. be too interesting. But you were talking about a slow burn earlier. Apparently, people don't like this because Hotaro and Eru like don't even develop any kind of like romantic relationship by the end <laughs> then because why do you make that like your most interesting looking things when uh, I'm staring deeply into your eyes help me senpai oh, and this God. was oh, it did feel it, like Blue's Clue sometimes <laughs> yes I like uh, Blue's Clue had a fucking dog yeah I love That's Blue's Clues <laughs> this is not as good as Blue's Clues no. I just mean the level of mystery I was so, on the edge of my seat with doc, uh, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper when they had paprika, that shit was character growth. <laughs> this shit's got nothing. So, D, looking at the end, did this build to anything? Was there anything interesting Any that you could find? Was her um, even just looking from too? space at the series? Well, so I was looking up specifically what happens at the end. And so I did not read about anything else that happens. This article was just like, Hyoka could have been a really good show. Here's why no. it wasn't, because the no. two main characters don't get together at the end. And no. then I watched it, and I was like, that's why it was bad? <laughs> Your one takeaway, every no notes otherwise. So I might, you know, I might look up now otherwise. to see what it actually was, what happened with her uncle. I'm sure it'll be underwhelming. We yeah, I'm, I'm fine leaving that thread unfollowed. No, uh, I gotta know. I gotta know. I gotta for know this, it takes 20 We will have episodes. a follow-up a different time. Uh, uh, we, I, didn't, we didn't even mention the old school building that they fuck think that. might we gotta have get something out of here. here. Please send your recommendations. <laughs> Our email is arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at arewebthereyet on both. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Honey period D or on Twitter at HoneyD8 and HoneyD Art and Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on the corner of uh, Van Nuys uh, and Wood- Woodman. I don't even think those roads intersect. Uh, taking the microphone away from Christian Evangelica so I can yell about this fucking show. Because <laughs> I, I, got, I got to yell. I got to scream at somebody. This is more important. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Thank you, Louie. Louiezong.bandcamp.com. Uh, join us next week. More anime. Goodbye. Dragon Ball ain't so bad now, is it? <laughs> <laughs>